0: Welcome to the KSL Popcorn Report. My name is Jacob Kloffenstein. I'm the Arts and Entertainment Editor for KSL.com. I am here, as always, with Yvette Cruz, my co-host. Yvette, welcome back to the Popcorn Report. Thank you. Okay, obviously it's Thanksgiving week. We're here in the studio the day before Thanksgiving, uh, so we're doing a we'll do a shorter episode, a holiday edition of uh, the Popcorn Report. Um, so we are going to be talking about the next two Star Wars movies in our rewatching series. That, of course, is Attack of the Clones. And and Revenge of the Sith, the other two installments in the prequel trilogy. Yvette, do you have any like Thanksgiving-related entertainment traditions? Like, does your family watch a movie every Thanksgiving or anything like that?
1: Uh, we do sometimes. We've actually had a we, we've kind of had weird schedules where either I'm working or my mom's working or just stuff has been kind of everywhere. Uh, this year, I'm actually really excited because The Irishman is out on Netflix, and so it's oh, a yeah. long one, and I did not want to watch that in theaters, and so we're probably gonna watch that. My mom's really into those kinds of movies, and I'm really excited about this one. So that's probably what we're going to do this year. What about you?
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll probably check that out as well. I don't know if we—obviously, uh, uh, my, my family is back in Indiana, where I'm from, so um, I won't be spending Thanksgiving with them this year. Um, I don't know. I think probably as a child, we probably just watched, like, whatever Charlie Brown thing Aww. was on. Yeah. But yeah, I'll probably check out that movie as well, The Irishman, and maybe some other stuff as well. Who knows? But if— cool. If they celebrated Thanksgiving in the Star Wars universe, what do you think they would do?
1: (laughs) Probably have some lightsaber battles.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Like
1: four <laughs> happening at the same time yeah, and then a big feast after and then the, the movie would end in a very like nice way. Yeah, there'd be I like think. a
0: celebration with teddy bears or yeah, something Yeah, there'd like be
1: that. Ewoks, exactly.
0: Probably like food, but it, like weirdly colored, like some yeah. blue stuff or something like Now
1: that, that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I've ever seen them eat on that. Oh, wait, no, I just thought of a scene. Yeah, it was like a fruit that they were eating. Yeah. That's it.
0: That is true. Yeah, yeah. I think I know the scene that you're you're talking about. Um, With that, let's uh, (laughs) transition into uh, Attack of the Clones. Of course, this is the uh, episode two of the prequel trilogy. We talked about the Phantom Menace last time on the podcast, and uh, obviously, before we get into this, as always, I'll just mention we are going to get into spoilers for both Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. So, if you're somebody who hasn't seen those movies or is worried about spoilers or or for either of those movies, uh, probably skip the rest of this episode, unfortunately. Uh, Yvette, what did you think of episode two?
1: Okay, so I... Just to preface this, everyone told well, most people, I'll say most people told me that they hated the prequels, that they were awful. And so and after watching Phantom Menace, I wasn't as excited about watching the other two. I just was like, oh man, I really have to I really have to get through these. And um, yeah, so people just made them feel like they were gonna be terrible. I will say that I did not hate them. I think that they were both better than Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, yeah, Phantom Menace is just now that like the more I think about it, the more I dislike it, um, yeah. but I don't. I didn't hate them. I think I thought they were okay. Um, they were at times. I'll talk about uh, Attack of the Clones. That one at times was. Well, yeah, it's kind of slow. There are p- times where I, I feel like they don't get to the good stuff until the second half of the movie. And since they're longer, it just kind of takes a while and they kind of drag along. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I didn't hate it. I, I'm glad that Anakin was grown up at this point, but he's kind of a boring character, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. I think that I expected a lot more because I know what these, I know what's, what this storyline is leading up to. And this is what I was excited about. I wanted to learn how Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader and why if he's... You you know in in the first uh in phantom menace he's this great kid and he's just so good and he's going to change the world and or the galaxy at this point i don't know and so um yeah i kind of expected a lot more from the character of anakin i just thought that like some of the stuff that he said and some of the dialogue between him and some of the characters yeah. i was like come on please it's tell really me bad. Right, yeah. Like, i just thought there's, there's got to be something better now there are some good action scenes i will say that th- what what th- all of these movies i think lack in dialogue yeah. kind of make up for in action so i'll give that um but yeah i mean it wasn't terrible it wasn't i I did find myself dragging at some points um or find the movie dragging and i'm just kind of a little bored with it but um i started you know finally we're starting at at least at this point i started to finally understand like little seeds of like how he's becoming who he is like there's a little bit of character development there um where what happens with his mom happens and so i'm like okay so here we go i don't know at what point that was i feel like that was halfway through the movie or maybe more yeah so a lot of the other stuff was just kind of like what is the point of this yeah yeah so and then there's you know there's the love story that's kind of developing but I just I, I'm, I'm a fan of a love story I am but I just <laughs> think that this one is kind of lame oh yeah I just you know like obviously he says that he's um in love with uh Padme who it yeah. was c- Queen Amidala in the first movie now she's a senator and he says it but it, it's just, I don't know. There's just a lot missing there where it's like, he's like for the past 10 years, all I've thought about is you, you know, and I'm like, you were 10. I don't know. It was just little, little inconsistencies like that, that I kind of thought threw me off. Um, what did you think this, uh, other time around that you watched it?
0: I guess first to start off, I, I am in agreement with a lot of the things you said, but um, to start off, I, I know the the prequels obviously get a lot of flack from everyone. Um, and I may have mentioned this on the last episode when we had Ryan Miller on with us. At one point in my childhood, I would have said Attack of the Clones was my favorite. Interesting. I don't really know why. <laughs> I always liked the scene at the end where they're in the arena with the monsters. I always thought oh, the mo- yeah. like monsters were cool. And yeah. then there's that like battle scene that's pretty cool at the end. I, for some reason, I, I always really liked this one as a kid. But, yeah, going back and watching it as an adult, it's I definitely don't think it's as bad as Phantom Menace. But, like, some of the scenes with Anakin and Padme where they're, like, in the lake house cottage or whatever, <laughs> yeah. like, some of that dialogue is just awful Mm -hmm. it's really really bad and they they just don't really have any chemistry at all i mentioned on the last episode i have a lot of respect for natalie portman especially because she was like going to school still while these movies were being shot and everything i think she's a really good actress but you know she she and hayden christensen in this movie they just have no chemistry and it's like some of those scenes where they're together and they're like describing their like (laughs) fateful love and feelings for each other it's like it's like a middle school play Almost like oh man it's it's just really bad but I mean like I said there are some things that I do quite like about this movie the the battle scene at the end is pretty cool and it's like I mean there's obviously other large battle scenes in Star Wars but that one is like a huge huge scale like there's these two huge massive armies going up together and like that battle just feels really big and bombastic still I always thought that uh, that last scene was pretty cool most of the other two you know first two thirds before you get to that those final scenes in the arena and then the last battle scene I think the rest of the movie is just kind of it's kind of a wash for me like it's yeah. I could take it or leave it I, there's not a lot that feels like it needs to be there and yeah like a lot of the scenes with like Anakin and Padme like I mentioned are really really bad and yeah um, um yeah. I think it
1: was because I think it's oh yeah they're all pretty much over two hours I think yeah. I I think I could have just I think I could have enjoyed it a little bit more if just a lot of the beginning stuff is just cut out because a lot of the times, like once I'm at the end, I'm like, well, what was that? What did, what was that even for? What was the point of that? You know, yeah, sometimes you get yeah. an answer at the end and you're like, oh, that's why that happened. Or why, whether it's like a little conversation or like, I don't know, just someone's thought process or something. And there are just a lot of scenes where I was like, what is even the point of that?
0: Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, I will say that the one of the big things that stood out to me was Yoda in this movie. He looks <laughs> yeah. so different. And uh-huh. so, yeah, I read up a little bit on, uh, on it and apparently this was the first time that they used CGI for Yoda. I think it was in Attack of the Clones Yeah. over, like, using the puppet that they'd used before. Right. So, Because that was one of the first things that stood out to me. I was like, wait, he looks very different. Yep. Um, yep. Is there something off. And I'm like, I know he technically he's, like, a lot younger in this point. I mean, I don't know if Yoda at- actually ages. Well, I guess now I do that he does. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he just looked a lot different and then later I realized oh it's not really just it's not just like the age in him or whatever it's the CGI factor so I thought yeah. that was interesting now he like moved around a lot more like did a uh-huh. lot more scenes. and you have that yeah.
0: scene the scene at the end where he's in the lightsaber battle with Count Dooku yeah where he's just like jumping around <laughs> yes. like, a, like I don't know like a f- frog or something yeah. that yeah
1: I, puppet I, Yoda didn't do that <laughs> uh-uh, yeah
0: and you couldn't do that with I don't even know how you would shoot that scene yeah. with a puppet so yeah. it makes sense that they did it that way I remember thinking like that scene was pretty cool because it's the first time first time you ever see Yoda do a lightsaber duel that's true I think as a kid I thought that was that scene was really cool because you got to see this like you know Yoda he's like the number one Jedi he's yeah. this legendary figure within the Star Wars universe um, and so I remember thinking that scene was pretty cool at the end with him doing a lightsaber battle but like it, watching it the other day it's it's just kind of silly he's just like yeah. jumping around willy-nilly and it's just like it's
1: it's more for action I think it's just like yeah it's just like here's this really cool action scene and like look at all these like jumps and turns and like you hear the (laughs) whoosh from the the lightsabers and so I can see I can see why it was like how some people just you know enjoyed it especially like I, I forget these are kids movies I don't know why I forget there there were a lot less animals I think this time around there's a lot more droids yeah. I think that's something else I noticed. Uh, there were less Jar Jar Binks lines, <laughs> which I very much enjoyed
0: <laughs> Yeah, having
1: less of those lines. Um, so, yeah, that's just like little things that I picked up on. And I think because I've watched the other ones so recently, I know for some people there was this huge time gap uh, yeah. where they didn't watch any of them because none of them were out and they had watched them in real time. So I've noticed a lot of these like quality, like how, just how things have changed just because I've watched them all in such a short amount of time. So I went right. from like 1980 something to like 2000. Too, or whenever it came out and just, yeah, I noticed those differences a lot.
0: Yeah, overall, uh, I think it's probably definitely better than Phantom Menace. Oh yeah. I think some people may not agree with me on that, but it's, like I said, you know, with all of these movies, like there's there's points I like about all of them, even if I think like overall the movie is not very good. I like the that last you know forty five minute sequence of Attack of the Clones. I like the scenes like pod racing scene and the the lightsaber fight in Phantom Menace. So, yeah. you know, there's there's points to like about. All of them, I think, even if they're overall not not great movies. But.
1: Yeah. Um. So, Revenge of the Sith. I had to think about this one a lot. I think. Okay. Because it's like such a s I mean, it's where it's like the it's the climactic seat or the climactic moments. You know where. Yeah. yeah you know, Anakin finally does become Darth Vader, and I was really curious about what it was that was going to get him there. I thought it was—I was like, is it going to be, like, little things here and there? Is it going to be, like, one big thing? And so now I know what it is, Um and I don't know. I'm kind of disappointed by it. I guess I just expected a little more. Like, again, like—okay, because, again, spoilers. Like, really, he didn't want Padme to die giving birth to their child, so he wanted to save her. Like, he wanted power to be able to save right. anyone because he couldn't save his mom, and so I kind of get that, but I don't—I just—I just—, I just Yes, I thought it would be more. And again, this this film I think was similar to the first one, where it just like there's like little I don't know, like it's just also drags to me. Like there's just stuff happening, and like to the point where I can't even remember what's happening in that f- okay now i'm kind of remembering what's happening in the first half <laughs> of that movie and then he just goes full-blown like what mo- what i mostly remember is just him going full-blown evil and i'm just like we- yeah. it just kind of seemed like zero to a hundred uh-huh. and then he's just like really evil and then it's just like remember this kid who was supposed <laughs> to be like the gr- you know like i still remember that scene where which i thought was kind of like I- this one did kind of stand out to me where he- him and obi-wan had that big like epic <laughs> lightsaber battle or whatever and you know then at the end he's like on the floor. And- then Obi-Wan tells him like you were supposed to be the chosen one like I felt that I was like okay Uh, this this I feel like if if there was more of this I guess I could understand because I just I honestly like I felt like that was probably the best dialogue in all all of it like when he says you were supposed to be the chosen one like you were supposed to I don't know what else he says like you were supposed to be the one to fight the dark force or something he
0: he says something about like you were supposed to bring balance to the force and not betray it or something yeah
1: and so it seems like he's disappointed in Anakin because you know he was supposed to the chosen one but it also seems like he's disappointed in himself because he yeah. was that was his apprentice yeah. and in a way he was like supposed to guide him and get him there and he maybe he feels like he failed himself too so i don't know there's a, like I, I go back and forth between that one i i'm trying to decide if i liked it better than attack of the clones
0: interesting i
1: definitely liked it better than i mean i like i think i like all of them better than yeah, Phantom Menace. yeah um but yeah like I, honestly like i think these are some that i'm gonna have to watch again not soon because I've I watched a lot of them and they're all long. Yeah, take a
0: break. Um,
1: but I think I, I'm curious to watch them again and kind of see what I missed the first time around or how I feel. I I don't know. Like sometimes I feel like you you react to something because of like how you feel like just personally. And so I'm yeah I'm interested to see if that changes. But I I don't know. I just I'm kind of like I'm glad that I got my answers.
0: I definitely see what you're saying about, uh, you know, going zero to 100 with Anakin because it does happen very quickly. Yeah. And I think maybe they should have tried and developed the relationship between him and Palpatine more in previous movies because it's really not explored much until this movie. And then all of a sudden, halfway through, it's like he's killing Mace Windu instead of the Emperor you know, in the that that throne scene where Palpatine does the force lightning and and turns into the frog looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace to Samuel L. Jackson's character there. Yeah. Um so that scene is weird because it just it seems like it happens really quickly in an instant that Anakin turns and it's not explored that much before that I mean they definitely like touch on it and like push it in the direction of him turning and becoming evil but I I agree with you that it does feel pretty abrupt and like it doesn't really feel earned to me but after that scene I find the last hour or so of Revenge of the Sith to be really pretty good and probably well by far my favorite part of the prequels for sure is that last hour of this movie and I think it's like one of the better parts of the whole saga. Up until that point it's you know everything feels a little bit rushed but then after that everything starts happening and it's like the movie kind of like piles on like bad thing after bad thing after bad thing and it feels like monumental and like heavy and bleak and like emotional to me and you see pivotal characters with Obi-Wan and Anakin and Padme and all of these like catastrophic things happen to these the characters and it does feel like you know you kind of have to sympathize with all of them in their own weird little ways you know this the the end of this movie gets really really dark and yeah. i think you know for that reason they they do a good job of like making everything feel really heavy and like monumental and it, it really feels like to me like all, everything that happens in in that the the last hour of this movie really matters and is really like consequential the the prequels are not great a lot of times but i think that they they were kind of building to that moment of the last hour of this movie yeah and i think it really works out pretty well um it it just kind of gets piled on and at the end of the movie i'm kind of left feeling like maybe you know things were a little rushed uh, but I, I still I still think that everything feels like it just matters more to me if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, I get it. Like it's it's a lot more powerful than yeah. the other parts of the other films because yeah, we we're talking about this kid who's supposed to be the chosen one, is supposed to get supposed to be good, and then he's you know he's pure evil at this point, yeah. and you're seeing it all play out, and he is just going off on people, and so yeah, I. I, I can definitely see the power in that. Like, I definitely was a lot more tuned in toward that part. I think this is yeah. what all these movies do. They just like get better at the very end, Yeah. <laughs> which I'm just like, if you just try and keep this momentum from early on, you know, I'd probably be a lot more interested, but uh-huh. yeah, the they're, other, yeah, uh, yeah, even that scene. Yeah, you're right. Even with like uh, Samuel L. Jackson's character, um, you know, he had been for the past 10 years, he's been training to be a Jedi. He's been, tr- you know, he's been around yeah. these people. And so for him to just turn on them and just to believe, believe uh senator or chancellor palpatine sounds right yeah at the time is just kind of like you know just because of this one thing he's just all of a sudden gonna believe i, I, I don't know like it's it's confusing and i mean I already knew what the ending was going to be like. I mean, I think everybody everybody knows what the ending yeah, is going to be. Yeah. Um, but my thing was I was really excited to find out how we were going to get there. And I thought it was going to be built up a lot more than just that quick, like, you know, finger snap. And then that's 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 where we are. Right. Um. But, yeah, I will say that I'll agree with you that um, the the last half of that movie was very powerful. It was yeah. a lot more entertained. I think that's what these movies do um, when we're talking about, like, as problematic as we like as as problematic as we find them in at times yeah. like they're still entertaining yeah um that's and it, true. and I think it definitely like you said I think of yeah the whole prequels like it's definitely the better half
0: I think one of the things that I noticed about why I liked the second half of *Revenge of the Sith* so much. This time around, I really noticed the score, the music oh, yeah. from John Williams. Um, I think some some of the stuff in the in the second half of this movie is just. I mean, it's always like, Star Wars has one of the best music scores of yeah. any movie. Like you know, that. that's ever been made, I think. And so it's it's always great in one of the standout moments of all of these movies. But yeah, especially in, in that second half of Revenge of the Sith, I think his the music is kind of why it feels a lot more like heavy and, and monumental to me. I agree with you that Anakin's character arc kind of feels rushed until the middle point of this movie. I also see you see what they're going for with his character. I think, you know, with Attack of the Clones, everything happens with his mother, and then he keeps having nightmares about that. Mm -hmm. And fears that it will happen again with Padme you know that he won't be able to save her Chancellor Palpatine comes in and starts you know manipulating him and telling him all these things about the dark side the kind of like confused path of Anakin was always kind of a a theme in the movies even in Phantom Menace there's you know talk about like oh he's too old to start this Oh yeah and so it's kind of always implied that like maybe he shouldn't have been put on this track Um, the other thing with that is that, and you mentioned that, like, Obi-Wan in Revenge of the Sith kind of, it seems like he thinks he's failed. Yeah. He himself has failed with Anakin turning. Part of the the premise of uh, Phantom Menace is that Qui-Gon Jinn, who's Liam Neeson's character, was he was supposed to be the one who trained Anakin. True. Yeah. And then he dies, obviously, so he can't do that. And then yeah. it falls to, to Obi-Wan. To, for the responsibility to do that so I think you know you have these pieces there that are set up to kind of mm-hmm. say like okay Anakin might not be the most stable person like he has all these fears and regrets in his life he does something he's not supposed to do by falling in love with Padme. So that's mm-hmm. another, like, element of his instability or, like,
1: right
0: unconventionalness as a Jedi, I guess. Yeah. And so you kind of see the pieces set up. But, you know, I, I tend to agree with you that in the end, I guess I don't think Hayden Christensen really has the acting chops to pull it off.
1: <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's it. And like... it
0: just it feels, you know, uh, abrupt and like superficial in, in his character and it's it's not... It's I, f- I feel like his character isn't quite fleshed out enough for it to get to that point where he just turns in an instant to the dark side as you see him do in this movie. They set up everything in these movies pretty well and I, I think you s- I see what they're going for but at the end of the day it's just kind of like didn't quite pull it yeah. off so. yeah
1: and I mean again like, I, I I'll agree like I think they're entertaining because I, I keep asking I kept asking myself like w- I, I get them they're, they're cool okay yeah sure cool story like you know cool action scene I get it but you know people were shocked when they found out that I had never seen them like as yeah. if I committed <laughs> some kind of crime like some kind of cultural or societal crime because I wasn't uh, up to date with these like fantastic movies or something. And you know, I get it for some people. I get some, for some people I guess it's, it's a generational thing. And so, you know, you you know your parents watched them and so they passed them down. Your or your parents really liked them or someone in your family really liked them or and then passed them down and then this new generation of movies came out. And so I get that aspect. Um, I don't think they are what people say there. I, th- I yeah. definitely think they're yeah. overhyped, but they're entertaining. And yeah. I can see why people are drawn to them. I can see why people people are drawn to the story and um, they're definitely ambitious. But yeah, like you said, that, you know, at the very end, sometimes it's just kind of like, uh, they fall a little short, but still entertaining. I think yeah. I would definitely watch them. Like, like I said, not soon, but I would definitely watch them again. I don't know about all of them, but I would watch a few of them again, the ones that I liked and just try and pick up on things that I missed the first time. Um, and I still want to, keep watching the other ones I want to know I I I didn't know this I knew that there were these two prequels and then I knew that there were a bunch of other movies but I didn't really know how they fit into the universe and now I understand this whole a little more I understand the whole Skywalker saga what what I've heard people talk about where it's yeah it's the 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 originals and then the prequels and then sequels and so I'm kind of I'm I'm still intrigued I get why they're popular um Yeah, and they're entertaining, like I said.
0: Yeah, Ryan had mentioned on our last episode that, you know, Star Wars is this huge pop cultural iconic saga that's really based on I think he said (laughs) one and a half half. good movies I don't know if I would go quite that far because I think there are parts that I like about all of them but yeah he's kind of right like Mm -hmm. most of these movies are not really that good um and but yet it's it's become this huge iconic pop culture thing you know I, I I don't it's tough to say why that became I I had a conversation with a couple friends um the other day you know, I was talking about why it—you know—they they became so popular and stuff. And um, you know, I I kind of said the the world and the universe of Star Wars—it's like it's limitless. You know, there's it's there's the thousands of planets in this galaxy and and everything else, and it's this really you know limitless world where kind of anything goes pretty much and i think that is a story and an element that a lot of people latched on to it's like like i have mentioned before while we're doing this series um, one of the things i've heard from my dad is that you know he had just never seen anything like that opening yeah. shot of a new hope and i think it did kind of show people something they'd never seen before something the the possibilities are literally endless with star wars right. the way the universe is set up to operate and yet all of the movies that have been made so far kind of center around the same characters and story. So that to me is a little bit disappointing (laughs) when we have this huge universe where anything could happen pretty much all nine of the movies, you know, are kind of connected to the Skywalker family in some shape or form. And it's like, you could branch out to anywhere. Anything you could do, anything you want in the world, you could tell any no, hundreds of different stories. You could tell, I, I guess, where I'm going with that is that you know, I, I would like to see them if they if Disney decides to keep doing Star Wars movies, which I'm sure they, oh, end up they really will, well, they're gonna <laughs> yeah. milk this until it stops making billions of dollars at the box office. But you know, if they if they continue doing movies, I would love to see them do something like totally different. Like you know, the the Star Wars universe and storyline spans like it's p- supposed to to span, like, thousands of years, so maybe they do something that happened, like, a thousand years before Anakin was even born. Like, that would be really cool to me. And they haven't really branched out over the 40-some-odd years that yeah. Star Wars has been in existence. So we'll see where they go from here. But, um yeah. So that's the prequel trilogy. Are you glad to have those in, in the back mirror?
1: I'm not not glad. Like, <laughs> I I was, I was going to get to them eventually, I'm sure. Like, I, I, I was sort of curious but not like in a hurry and this kind of you know pushes push that pushed me to do that before the decade ended. So I think that's cool. Um, and I you know I'll probably watch the other ones at some point. Um but yeah I guess I guess I'm glad. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. In a future episode we'll we'll move to the next two which are the latest two that have been made The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Are you like hoping to see what what are you hoping or expecting to see? In the next two,
1: I am hoping th- for them to be better. Yeah, um, I I kind of know a little bit about. So I know that this these story or these yeah this trilogy will center around the nephew of Luke Skywalker, right? Sort of. No,
0: I'm trying to think through f- family lines in my head.
1: Because uh, Ky- yes. Kylo Ren, right? Yes, he's the nephew of.
0: That is correct.
1: Okay. So that, yeah. So, because I, I wasn't sure. I, I just knew that there were new ones. I didn't know. And I've heard characters' names. Like, I had heard that character's yeah. name. I didn't know what that meant at all. And so now I know that that's connected to a Skywalker. Yeah.
0: Sort of. I'm not sure if you're technically supposed to know that yet. Oh, but, no.
1: <laughs> I can't remember. No, it-
0: it's, it's fine. I I don't think... I think it's okay. Oh, okay. I, don't well. think, I don't think it'll be that bad, but okay. I, I'm, I'm, I no can't remember. No one prefaced remember. it
1: as a spoiler, but yeah, it was just that I, I knew. Yeah, now I know that there, that there's more. I didn't know they were going to be connected to the family again. Yeah. So that's something that I'm, uh, I mean, I know what you're talking about this whole, like, it, the, the universe is huge and so they could yeah. branch out. Um, but, but I'm kind of curious about it. It's probably for people like me that they've kept to the same um, <laughs> in the same family. Cause now I'm interested in to see like where we go from here. So I'm excited yeah. to learn about that. Yeah. I guess I, I'm, I was, I'm expecting the same sort of main storyline where there's like good versus evil, like good force and bad force. I'm thinking along those lines, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, obviously these movies were made in, Not too long ago. I think 20. Yeah, Force Awakens was 2015. Okay.
0: Last Jedi was 2017, I think.
1: Yeah, so I'm expecting a lot of like.
0: Or 2016 and 2018, maybe.
1: Okay. But like recently ish. Yeah. yeah. So I'm expecting a lot more like CGI stuff and just like obviously a lot more action. I. I'm expecting some more lightsaber battles. Um, good music, hopefully. So, yeah, I, I am excited about them. Um, hopefully they will live up to my expectations, but <laughs> we'll see.
0: Cool. Well, you you will find that out if they live up to Yvette's expectations on our next episode. Uh, that'll be in, in two weeks, hopefully, barring any uh, holiday scheduling issues, I guess. That's pretty much it for this edition of the Popcorn Report. As always, we thank you all for listening and have a happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. Uh, um, we are on Twitter at KSL pop report. Uh, I'm on Twitter at JF Klopfenstein and, uh, if on Twitter as well,
1: I'm on Twitter at Evie Cruz.
0: Yeah. And feel free to reach out to us. If you have things you'd like to hear us talk about on this podcast, we'd love to hear some feedback from listeners. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll wish you a happy Thanksgiving and thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. This is uh, obviously it's Halloween week. We're in the recording studio. Uh, not Halloween. Yeah. I'm just say that again. Uh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, wait, did I miss something? Yeah.
0: Surprise.